Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo. I am joined here by my co-host this week, uh, Comrade Kirsten Dunst. Comrade, what's going on? Fuck yeah, the best one of all, Kirsten Dunst. Uh, <laughs> Comrade uh, prepubescent Chris, <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. Hey, did good, good work there. Um, yeah, I'm good. We got I got a lot of shit this week. A lot of, uh, you know, just when you think things can't get worse and then it's just like, well, there it goes. There it is. It's happening. This just happened. Here we are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the New York primaries. I, I suspect that that's going to be 80% of the podcast uh, today, but it's really important because it's the last uh, primary and now we're just on to the general election and a lot of shit happened. And, you know, I'm going to warn everyone right now, like if you're not like I'm in a salty fucking mood. So like if you're not in the mood to hear me uh, really fucking unleash on the New York Democratic Party and on New York liberals in general, uh, I'd suggest maybe skipping this episode. But uh, I suspect that the small but loyal audience that we've cultivated is <laughs> is very down to hear us yeah. fucking rip uh, New York City, you know, limousine liberals a new asshole. So I guess strap in and then uh, buckle the fuck up, America. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, fucking, uh, you know, uh, where to begin? Uh, so New York had their primaries, right? We were all pretty excited going in. Uh, Cynthia Nixon, I thought, ran an excellent campaign and really uh, put on a study in how to uh, both attack your opponent and promote your own uh, policies as an alternative uh, in a way that I don't think anyone's ever taken it to somebody as prominent as Andrew Cuomo before in terms of people who aren't, you know, already well known. I mean, you can maybe say Bernie with Hillary, but I think that was a little bit of a different kind of animal. Um, she really ran like an unabashedly progressive campaign. Uh, I'm really, you know, happy that she accomplished what she did accomplish in moving Cuomo, uh, forcing Cuomo left on a lot of these issues, but it really still is fucking disappointing that none of the progressive candidates for those top three seats won any of the fucking seats. Like we, there was, you know, hope there for a while, uh, that Jermaine, uh, Jamani Williams was going to take the lieutenant governor's race but he ended up losing uh by a very slim margin i believe uh, so the, the, it's two totally separate races that they're not running mates it's like a totally separate so thing, new york right? you you elect which, which i kind of like i really think every yeah. state should do that um you, you elect a, a governor and a lieutenant governor but <clears> the nice thing about that is that you if you elect a progressive lieutenant governor uh he can act as a check on the actual governor it's not like on, you know, on the f- fucking greaseball uh, basketball coach for a uh, governor. <sighs> yeah, and fucking Pat Riley. So fucking th- th- this greasy motherfucker. We, we, you know, he had the balls to say after his win that the uh, progressive wave was w- was barely a ripple, which is kind of hilarious considering stuff we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I just want to talk yeah. about the top three races first. H- and then hilarious we'll into- how much he was shitting his pants the whole time trying to look progressive for the first time in his life. And then he says, oh, no, no, nothing to, nothing to worry about there. I, I, I wasn't even worried. worried. I wasn't even worried. I uh, you know, I only, I only poured $8 million into the race at the end of the race, but I wasn't worried at all. <laughs> Do you see the pic of him, like, squatting down, like, intensely looking at the subway tracks like it's the first time he'd ever <laughs> seen him before? Did you see that fucking laughable photo op? No, oh, I my didn't. God. 
As a New Yorker, I take the subway every day, and by every day, I mean I pass it in my limousine. As my driver's picking me up, I pass like four or five subway hey, stops. Hey, can we get that rat with the slice of pizza that went viral? Can I get a photo up with him? I, I hear, uh, I don't know, I hear he's popular out here. Oh, fucking piece of shit that guy is. So, you know. Uh, the top three races, we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit, uh, each quickly. So obviously the governor's race, uh, you know, there, there, there's no two ways to say it. There was a disappointment. Like Cynthia Nixon, uh, got about 35% of the vote. She beat her polling numbers. She beat what she was, you know, trailing him in the polls. But, um, I, I just can't fucking believe that that many people in this godforsaken fucking shithole state thought Andrew Cuomo was a competent enough leader to lead I mean, the fucking even in New York City, did she win anywhere in New York City? Like uh, she won, I, I, like Queens of the Bronx. She won one bur. She won like a small sliver of. She barely won any of any uh, parts of the of the state, and you know it's just fucking unreal because. I, <sighs> I'm going to get into a tweet thread later that Josh Fox posted. And I think it actually speaks to my frustrations in a much more articulate way than me just sighing and cursing. But mm. um, New York City, people people think of New York State and New York City as this progressive bastion. New York, I am so fucking sick of these fucking pink pussy hat wearing hashtag resistors, these fucking limousine liberal bullshit fake progressives that live in New York state claiming that they're progressive because they don't give a fuck. I've talked to so many in the lead up to this election, so many fucking relatives and family and friends and people I work with. And they're all like, Oh, well, yeah, you know, I like Cynthia Nixon, but blah, 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 blah. they don't give a fuck because you know what? A lot of people in the state have a lot of fucking money, and the ones that don't, don't have time to fucking look into these candidates. So the ones who are informed mm. want to hold on to their money. So they love to think of themselves as these great fucking progressive liberals who care about deeply about social issues and, and care about resisting Trump and fighting this fascist regime. But at the end of the day, they like the fucking Trump light fascist piece of shit like Andrew Cuomo to, to another fucking term in, in the governorship. And it's like... Do you people even fucking give a, a mild shit about policy? It's unfucking real to me. Whoa, what was that? <laughs> what? I heard a little bit of music start playing for in a second there. Uh, I didn't hear it. Uh, it it's just unfucking real to me that these people can claim to be fuck. It, it's fucking galling that they can claim to be progressives well, and vote for this piece of shit. Yeah, and a lot of them are really racist too. I've I've talked oh, to course. a lot of a lot of East Coast. Um, uh, old grandmas that are just like you know they're i'm sure they're nice people i just don't like to sit at the same restaurant with them you know like that kind of mm -hmm. racist oh yeah uh, people it, don't understand how racist new yorkers really are yeah oh well you know if you've talked to anyone from staten island before it's oh, pretty <laughs> fucking bad it's pretty it's fucking trump blatant. country staten island's trump country uh, i mean yeah yeah it's it's like white trash um people with you know with uh, tracksuits basically yeah everyone that lives on staten island is like the cast of it's always sunny in philadelphia except not funny like like that kind of tr like white trash fucking scummy like yeah i got a confession to make i don't find that show that funny so unfortunately well, fair enough <laughs> gonna hate me. so it's like this so it's yeah so it's like yeah. just the cast of oh it's always sunny in philadelphia too it, i i've liked hey, look, the more listen, like fucking danny devito's on yeah. that show you show some respect to our little fucking pygmy uh representative <laughs> Bernie, yeah. bernie's yeah. surrogate 
I guess I've, I've acquired a better taste for that kind of comedy. Like it kind of falls into the same line of like Archer where every character mm-hmm. is in, irredeemable and it's kind of like you kind of love them eventually, but yeah, it's still mm-hmm. a little tough for me, but, but so yeah, <sighs> so New York state's really fucking racist. Um, so, you know, uh, we'll talk more about the governor race, but I, 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 we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that there was massive widespread uh voter fraud i'm gonna say voter fraud and or voter suppression however you want to phrase it sure um hundreds and hundreds of people and who knows what the number is going to be but i guarantee you when it comes out we're going to find out it's close to that two hundred thousand number that we heard back in uh 2016 when two hundred thousand people were purged from the voter rolls illegally in brooklyn in a heavy bernie district and of course, our corrupt motherfucking AG, Eric Snyderman at the time, who resigned in shame because he fucking uh, was physically abusive with his girlfriends, uh, he uh, decided not to prosecute them because, you know, uh, they, they, had a, they had a meeting and he gave them a stern talking to and they were made assurances yeah. that this would never happen again. Like, and oh, we, fucking we, we look, tortured some oh, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And oh, you know, fucking color me shocked that it happened again. Because you didn't fucking prosecute anybody. Nobody went to jail. Nobody lost their jobs. Those same motherfuckers who illegally purged the voter rolls, clearly in favor of the establishment and clearly in favor of Hillary, still fucking work at the BOE and totally fucking did it again. And people, journalists, like people, Chris Hayes was like, yeah, I've had five friends say that they aren't on the voter rolls. Nomiki Konst herself had to sign a provisional, had to fill out a, provi- a provisional, I'm so fucking mad, I can't even form words, provisional ballot to vote. By the way, uh, provisional ballots are fucking bullshit. If you, if they force you to sign a provisional ballot, you call up a, an election representative and do not fucking sign that ballot. You, and also ask to see the book because a lot of people were saying they were told they weren't in the book and then they asked to see the book. And then when the people relented and showed them mm-hmm. the book, they found their names. Oh, fucking shock. I guess everyone who works at the fucking polls is just blind. You know, well, they, give you me a fucking Remember this, there was this woman that was just sent for, to five years in prison in Texas because she... Uh, was instructed to fill out a provisional ballot. And in that state, if you're not on the voter rolls and you vote with a provisional ballot, uh, they can put you back in jail for it, apparently. So it, it's it's like they didn't, she didn't know that. They told her to do it, right? No, um, she was trying to fucking I, vote. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I mean, you know, you think t- New York's bad, then it's fucking Texas. But uh, did you see the thing that where the, um, there was um, like public housing authority in New York had put up flyers stating that uh, tenants had to be home the entire day for uh, property inspection. Yeah. 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 So thousands so, of people are being told, like, you have to be here and can't go vote. You have to be here for an inspection. Like, what is who a gets fucking houses prison from the cell? housing authority? Oh, gee, the poorest fucking people in the state who'd be more apt to vote for somebody who actually promises Gives them a shit policies about their, that, their yeah. livelihood. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's a coincidence, though. It's just, you know, and and that's like everyone says, well, where was the rigging of the primary? I didn't see anything. It's like it's a thousand little cuts where they can just do a little bit here and a little bit there. And the overall effect is you keep corrupt assholes in power who want that power and will do anything, cheat anyone out of the right to vote to get it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, people think that, you know, like when you mentioned Texas and those places are corrupt because they have Republicans that try to stifle turnout with voter ID laws and things like that. New York State has the lowest turnout of any state in the country. People don't realize that. That's how fucking regressive New York State's uh, voting uh, laws are. First of all, they're closed primaries, so you cannot vote in the primary unless you're a registered Democrat or Republican. Number two, I, w- I want to read this tweet by Jordan Charity, and he uh, summed it up, and I didn't even, I totally forgot about this, but 
Uh, to vote in the New York primary for governor, you had to register as a Dem in October 2017, five months before Cynthia Nixon announced her run, and 11 months before the primary. The arcane deadline is meant to suppress new progressive voters who may want to vote for a Nixon type, but would be blocked from doing so. So you literally had to register five months before anyone even fucking announced that they were running against Cuomo. Oh, yeah. Well, that was what AOC did, was she knew that, and she was like, I got to start running a year and a half ahead of time if I want to have mm -hmm. any fucking chance, you know? Yeah. But not everyone can do that. Not everyone who's no. a, can, can, you know, especially, so. I mean, if anyone could do it, Cynthia Nixon could, because she has some amount has of wealth for being on income, the yeah yeah whereas someone who's a bartender like that's way harder for them to to start running that um that long ago so uh it, you could tell who it's designed to benefit no absolutely um and uh, just another thing on provisional ballots tom hartman tweeted out um over 95 percent of provisional ballots are never counted Provisional ballots were created by uh, George W. Bush's Help America Vote Act in 2002, which handed billions of dollars to the states to buy electronic voting machines. If you get one, fight it. So, yeah, I mean, provisional ballots, from what I understand, are not even counted unless there's a recall or a recount, excuse me, a recount, which is only triggered when the vote is within, you know, some absurdly slim margin. Yeah, we'll almost... count your vote later if it matters, but for now, it's just going to go in the dumpster. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this is just so fucking blatant electioneering. It, and, you know, you could say, oh, well, it, it wouldn't have made up for Nixon's um, margin. No, it wouldn't have, but it may have made up for Jermaine Williams's margin. Well, you, you, can, it, you can't say that, that, that the, the chilling effect happens all in one day, you know, because mm -hmm. it's, it's when people know it's rigged, they're like, well, what's the point? They don't show up in the first place. Uh, calling the California primary the day before anyone actually got to vote for Hillary Clinton that's that's you know millions of people didn't bother go to vote because they already knew it would have been called you know yeah like, it's just it's yeah i mean that know, that it, that is just how can they the the unbelievable fucking balls it takes as the as the ap to call a state before the fucking voting has taken place and you and, oh but you, you bernie bros are fucking crazy the the primaries weren't rigged she won by blah 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 million more votes than him yeah okay so she had no institutional advantages, and she didn't at all. If you if you're a person who doesn't follow politics, and you see on the news, uh, California AP calls California for Hillary Clinton, um, are you going to show up to vote if you don't even realize whether or not like the vote is taken? Like, it's just it's fucking mind numbing that people can it's still cheating. look at all this shit. It's, it's cheating. It's absolutely flat cheating. out fucking cheating, and and they know that's the only thing they can do now. They have no platform. They have no popularity. They have no mass movement to run on. They can only cheat and obfuscate and pretend like they're the progressive, but they're not. Um, that's, you know, I mean, like like these guys that are have been in office for 20 fucking years, they don't want to debate. Like, they no, only debate not. out of desperation. And you saw how desperate uh, Cuomo was with just how completely Inept. unhinged he was. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, I know you are, but what am I? Like, that's... Yeah. The, you know. What are you, what are you telling them about the tea house and Sarah Jessica Parker, huh? What are you telling them about that, huh? huh? Are you gonna let me talk? Are you gonna let me talk, huh? Are you gonna let me? He's, I mean, he's just th these people are fucking buffoonishly, uh, like inept at leading, and it's just they cling to power by cheating through any means necessary and fucking just dumping buckets and buckets and buckets of money on the, on these races. So you remember when Johnson um, declined to seek reelection, he had sort of a crisis of conscience and was like, Oh shit, I killed all these people. And it was probably a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, it, and it was like, he, he 
he lied and lied and lied about the Vietnam War, but he still thought like we can contain it and just do as little as possible and, you know, please the joint chiefs of staff. And, and, you know, it was just became more and more. And he realized like, what the fuck did I do? You know? And he had somewhat of a conscience and, and turned it down. Could you imagine somebody choosing not to seek reelection like that nowadays? It's unthinkable, you know, unless there's a a, a yeah, like a personal scandal. Yeah. But if it was just like, you know, I've been doing this long enough. And honestly, like these kids have some great ideas. And like, I'm just going to, you know, hand over the like, no, they're never going to fucking do that. They're never going to do that because they are beholden to fucking billionaires. And that's all they care about. They run those people because they have no fucking principle besides money. It's like the, the nihilist, Big Lebowski. We believe in nothing. They, they believed in nothing except for money. They wanted that fucking money, Lebowski. <laughs> so it's like, to me, the, that's all the Democrats are, the, Dem- are, are the, the nihilists from Big Lebowski. They only want the fucking money. Yeah. No, of course. <sighs> I, I just, you know... Um... So Nixon's race, obviously, you know, she didn't she didn't really come super close. Uh, Jemani Williams came within five points of of beating Kathy Hochul, who is the current incumbent lieutenant governor, super fucking corrupt um, in a debate uh, with, you know, the lieutenant governor's debate that she could not name a single position with which she differed uh, with Andrew Cuomo on, which, uh, you know, Jank, of all people, actually pointed out on TYT is not probably true but she knows that andrew como is such a fucking vindictive prick and a child that if she did say oh well i kind of disagree with the governor on this i think we should do this he would punish her for it so Mm -hmm. i mean she's a a spineless fucking coward of the highest order will do andrew como's bidding to the max and we almost beat her with jumani williams who was the rev uh dsa endorsed candidate um and again like if all this voter suppression hadn't happened who knows he might have fucking won um but the real crushing defeat to me was the ag race the attorney general um now people don't realize new york state the attorney general in new york state is probably the most powerful attorney general in the country maybe even more so than the u.s attorney general because the ag in new york gets to regulate wall street mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh they don't fucking want, which is why they made sure to pull every trick in the fucking book to uh, beat somebody who actually had a prosecute uh, prosecutorial uh, tenor to their campaign. And Zephyr Teachout ran a fucking awesome. I think she ran a way better campaign than Cynthia Nixon even did uh, in terms of her messaging and all and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, surrounding oh, it. I mean, she has whole... some great slogans um, saying, I'm running because the wrong people are in jail. Oh, it, amazing. Uh, <laughs> fucking amazing slogan. I mean, I don't know if it was really a slogan so much as part of her speech, but, you know, the same and, thing. And it, but... and it was her platform. I mean, you look at her platform. She she was going to uh, prosecute bankers, that the fraudulent bankers. She wanted to uh, go after Donald Trump's corruption for state crimes, which he can't pardon at a federal level uh, mm-hmm. if, if he was convicted of state crimes. Uh, and she wanted to go after uh, corruption in the New York State, uh, you know, uh, political machine, including the Cuomos. So she was going to fucking make everyone's lives a living hell uh, in the corrupt New York State political establishment. So they were like, fuck, we got to beat her. We got to figure out how to beat her. So what they did was they got uh, Tish James, who's uh, the, the New York City advocate. She's got some position in Manhattan. She's she claims to be progressive. She took a million dollars from Andrew Cuomo. 
She, mm. she, she, you know. So anyone that Andrew Cuomo give a million dollars to, he, there's a reason he'd give her that much money. He, he, well, he did knows she something. Join the know. race after, um, after Zephyr Teachout joined. I believe Zephyr Teachout was the first one to announce. I could be was wrong, she? but yeah. I believe she was so among it was the kind first. of like a like a Tom Perez thing, where they're like, "Uh oh, yeah. we better fucking grab yeah. someone no yeah. one's heard of," and yeah. So, uh, you know, head to head, Zephyr might have beaten her uh, because. She Zephyr won almost the entirety of the northern part of the state. You know, uh, Tish James, because she has name recognition in Manhattan and in the city, won, won most of the boroughs. But what they did, which was fucking genius and sinister, uh, is that they had Sean Patrick Maloney run for the AG. Sean Patrick Maloney has no fucking interest in being the attorney general. Sean Patrick Maloney is a congressman already. He's a congressman from a district over from me. He's the congressman from the district in which I work in. Uh, which he lost, by the way, to Zephyr Teachout. It's hilarious because they know how fucking corrupt he is. So Sean Patrick Maloney is the fucking definition of of the modern day Democrats. He's a gay dude, so they always tout his identity. But he's among the most corrupt Democrats in the entire country. Doesn't support so, Medicare for all. Doesn't support free cut. He's a fucking awful corrupt. So Democrat. he he wasn't an inexperienced lesbian. He was not an experience. Yeah, no, he or he was not a qualified lesbian. Gotcha, um, gotcha. But so no, he's fucking awful. So what they did was because he has so much name recognition uh, on in in this region, in this part of the state, they had him run because they knew he would siphon off some of Zephyr's votes, and they would it would force her to campaign against him in this area, leaving the city on uh, uncampaignable. She didn't have enough resources to campaign here. And uh, in the city at the same time, so he fucking split her attention, right. and then there, thereby, you know, Tish James that, fucking good. walked away with it. It's going to be the strategy in twenty twenty to stop Bernie. It's just uh, run so many other people against him that it's like a you know a seventeen way split in a lot of these cases. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just the thing that probably disgusted me more than anything, and and I'm sure you would agree is just the the blatant. Uh, smearing of the candidates themselves, um, oh, calling sorry, sorry. Cynthia Nixon an anti-Semite, you know, um, outing Julie Salazar as, as a victim of sexual assault, as though that's supposed to make her look bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you I know, mean, she she's talking all this shit about this the the, the envoy to Israel because uh, he was in, he allegedly sexually assaulted her fifteen years. Like that's supposed to make her look bad. Like that's that like oh she's got a motive. Uh, like, are they fucking kidding me? Like, this is how Talk fucking warped their mentality. Yeah, it's like, and he probably approved that. He probably approved being outed as an alleged sexual abuser to fucking smear her. Like, that's how fucking mental these people are. They're yeah, so... he work, works for Netanyahu. He doesn't care about public perception one bit. He doesn't care if people think he's a fucking rapist. I mean, you know, when you know, Netanyahu, his boss, uh, jokes about murdering children, burning them to death with fire, you know, mm-hmm. like they they don't care what anyone thinks. By the way, Julie Salazar, and this is where we get to a little bit of the good news, fucking won despite that. She won by Ugh, 10 points despite yeah, these fucking... It. They smeared her in national press for a fucking state senate race. They smeared her. I've never seen somebody smeared so much in my life. She, they, you know, were like, oh well, she lied about her background. She lied about her uh, immigrant, her status as a, as a, you know, her family uh, it was a family of immigrants. Her father literally migrated here, like her mother didn't, but her father, did. like, yeah, her family 
her fucking father is an immigrant. Like what? I don't know. So they so were just so trying she probably to smear said, her. Like I come from a family of immigrants, and they're like, but one yeah. person in your family wasn't liar. <laughs> Like, as though exactly. your parents are your only family, you know? It's like... Uh, yeah, it's it, fucking disgusting. Yeah, and they try so to say, well, she used to be in a, a group called Christians uh, for Israel. I was like, so? <laughs> there, there's a group called Jews for She openly supports BDS now, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, of course. So you can be from Jewish Voices from Peace, and they hate you for it, but if you used to be in a group called Christians for you know, for Israel, and now you're not, then you're a fucking heretic, right? Uh-huh. Um, the, other, the other awesome thing about her, she wasn't just a candidate that ran and got the endorsement of DSA, like a lot of these Democrats have done. Um, she was a member of DSA. She was part of the organization there before she ran. So she really was, you know, came from within the movement. She was an open socialist, yeah. Yeah. And she, she uh, I, I read something that she was the first, she's the first open socialist to win a state Senate seat in New York in nearly a century, which is fucking mm-hmm. awesome and you know for all like uh, and we're gonna get into some more wins but for all the people who are like really down the democrats i fucking get it because they're corrupt as all fuck and obviously there's no working with these people but we are winning uh in races where it actually matters and people don't think that that's true but i'll explain why the why the state senate in some ways is even more important than the big flashy seats that we lost i i, I really would have fucking liked to have won those but um, we're going to get to those, but so Julie Salazar, uh, someone had a really funny tweet that I, I kind of love, uh, from a frightful hobgoblin on Twitter. Um, Salazar, not only defeat, not just defeated a machine liberal tied to the developer class. She defeated a coordinated campaign of slander launched by the prime minister of fucking Israel in order to protect her, uh, in order to protect his sexual predator spokesperson. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you what a fucking crazy race that it like that's people don't understand well, like how it, it, it's the, nuts. The, the really big industry that she was railing against was was real estate developers, you know, and then mm-hmm. we're we're talking about you know this is New York, right? It's not like somebody wants to build a subdivision. This is somebody that want people that want to build three billion dollar towers in the sky, you know, uh, uh, citadels for the rich, as I call them. Um, and she really, she ran as, you know, like a, a right to the city tenants alliance type, type, um, socialist. So it's, it's not just, uh, rich people. It's the people that own the fucking city <laughs> itself. And, you know, being a state Senator in a state like New York, that's pretty much on par with being a, a national Senator, honestly, with as much, um, power as, as you have, or as much, um, potential to make changes as she has yeah and you know the beautiful thing about the state senate is that you can actually get legislation through there if you have the right makeup you know in terms of the senators are you being sexist (laughs) the right uh vote count makeup so oh uh, okay i see i thought you were you know i mean she's pretty (laughs) i don't want to deny that she's pretty no uh so what um, the real big takeaway, though, and this is what people are not writing about nearly as much, is that we absolutely fucking decapitated the IDC. Now, we've talked about the IDC a lot on this show. Have we? Because I feel like I don't remember yeah, exactly. It must have been before my time. Isolated now and then. So maybe, uh, just to catch people up briefly in case they aren't aware, the IDC 
is a caucus within this de- the New York State Senate, the Independent Democratic Caucus, which is a hilarious name, because what they really are are a bunch of Democrats who are fucking Republicans, and they decided that um, they're going to caucus with the Republicans in exchange for lots and lots of money from real estate developers and pretty much any corrupt New York interest you can think of. So they're uh, eight IDC Democrat, or, or I think they're at some point they were thirteen, but they uh, they they shed a few in the last uh, round of primary in the last round of primaries. But I think they were down to eight IDC Democrats, and because they were caucusing with the Republicans, they took the majority away from the Democrats, so that no uh, Democratic legislation could get to Andrew Cuomo's desk for him to be forced to sign, which is real convenient because the IDC was formed after Andrew Cuomo won and the Democrats had a majority, uh, had a supermajority in the House, or excuse me, not the House, the Assembly, which is essentially the House, and the State Senate. So it's almost like uh, Andrew Cuomo created the IDC so that he didn't actually have to pass any progressive legislation, which would piss off his donors. It's so weird. We can't make any change because we don't have a majority. Oh, shit, now we have a majority. How can we cobble cobble ourselves? (laughs) You know, it's... (laughs) So, so, and and it, it, it is just so fucking hilarious. Andrew Cuomo claims he has nothing to do with the IDC and that he was opposed to them. He literally disbanded the IDC. He had a meeting, a public meeting, where he met with them for lunch. And the day after this meeting, they all announced that they were disbanding, that they were no longer going to be uh, well, in existence. In name only, but... Uh... In name only, but... Uh, so luckily, uh, a lot of people were paying attention to the IDC, thanks largely to Cynthia Nixon's uh, hammering Cuomo on it and, and really bringing attention in these districts mm-hmm. uh, to these candidates. And six out of the eight... IDC incumbents lost their primaries to progressives and socialists and our revolution endorsed candidates. So we've completely decapitated the IDC and we have an actual majority in both the assembly and in the state Senate now. So there, there will literally be no excuse for Andrew Cuomo not to sign the New York healthcare act, which would be the first state single payer bill in the country. And it's already passed the state assembly uh, multiple times, but that IDC has always crushed it in the House. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to have no excuse. He's going to be. He's going to either have to admit that he is a Republican conservative piece of shit, or he's going to have to begrudgingly sign it. And we're going to have single payer health care in New York and start the domino effect of all the other states following suit. So, so when it was announced that he had um, that Cuomo had taken a bunch of money from Harvey Weinstein's lawyers. Uh, and at the same time had crushed a internal investigation into that whole thing. Um, did you notice how that you notice how that story didn't really go anywhere a few weeks ago? It just kind of like it disappeared. How it, it had one day in the news cycle. It was really bizarre. How did that? How was it not the biggest fucking story in that state of New York? How was how was that not the biggest story? Because he these people still have all the control of the media there. They have all the fucking mm-hmm. power to bury a story if they want to. Well, yeah, I mean, the New York Times, who ran a lot of the, who ran the original Weinstein story, uh, endorsed fucking Andrew Cuomo, so they had no, they had no desire to, uh, to really run with that story and investigate. And, and they it the condemned way they him. Have. They condemned Cuomo for the whole uh, smearing Cynthia Nixon as an anti-Semite, um, which she's not. Her family goes to fucking to a synagogue, um, yeah. and it's, it, but they don't re- retract their endorsement. Really? Like, we yeah. think no, you're scum, but we're scum, too. Just, you know, we we know you're the money guy, so that's where we're going. 
So I don't know. Did By the you way, see? That- um, did you see uh, or watch Cynthia Nixon, Nixon's? Uh, I wouldn't call it a concession speech. I actually call it a victory speech uh, for all the things she accomplished. Uh, did you watch that last night? I, I didn't get a chance to yet. I was out when she oh. made it, but I'll, I'll try to catch it. I, I've always right. thought like a really good campaign or a really good candidate, um, their the concession speeches are often better than anyone else's speech because now they're kind of like, all right, I've got nothing else to lose, so I'm going to tell you what I really fucking <laughs> Listen, <think> motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And it was very much that. And it was just like, it was riveting. I've seen some good concession speeches or just from mm-hmm. people who lost. Uh, and she was just, she was on fire the whole time, um, the whole campaign, I should say. Uh, but this was this was by far uh, it was better than Salazar's victory speech by a lot, <laughs> actually. So wow, um, which is still hey, Cynthia, you know, you know uh, yeah. Chuck Schumer's up for re-election, I think, in twenty twenty. Uh, just just saying, <laughs> Chucky the Schum. Yeah, well, she should st- keep running because she clearly wants to, and people like her. She just needs a little bit more experience and. You know, just could be a little bit more polished. I think AOC kind of came out of nowhere after we were already were, were watching Nixon, and AOC yeah. came around. And we were just like, "Holy fuck!" It's like <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> um, you know, and admittedly, like Cynthia Nixon had didn't have a lot of experience, and you could see that during the debate where she she was a little unprepared as far as how to present herself, but she learned fast. So. Um, and it's so funny how comically away. inept Andrew Cuomo is because she was she there was her first ever debate she was a little flustered and she still fucking destroyed him by any objective measure in that <sighs> debate made him look like a domineering sexist prick fucking you know called that his corruption uh, yeah, outlefted well, him on every policy issue he made himself <laughs> look like a sexist prick he would just do the Trump thing where he would say something no, so course, outrageous yeah. that it would completely like you know make her lose her train of thought and you'd see where she just look at him like what the fuck did you just say like yeah and and it's a tactic to get to to derail somebody's momentum and train of thought it is to just be belligerent and trump does that every five seconds basically and you see that same thing in cuomo Mm -hmm. um so the uh and by the way we mentioned aoc her help should not be discounted she went out and canvassed hard for all the people uh, for cynthia and all the other progressives but also for all the uh people uh challenging the idc people incumbents in uh primaries she went out and campaigned hard and canvassed hard for uh people like alexandra biagi who beat jeff klein the fucking leader of the idc in the senate she beat that corrupt motherfucker who poured $2 million into a state Senate race, which I believe is a record oh for a state Senate yeah, race. Yeah, that's got to be. million. You saw the numbers on uh, Cuomo and Nixon. Uh, Cuomo know, poured $8 million into the governor's race. Million into the governor's primary. Not even primary. the general election, <laughs> just the fucking primary. Um, you know, and he spent 20 times as much as Cynthia Nixon did. Cynthia Nixon only spent $400,000, which is you know, for a statewide race is not very much money comparatively. No. Um, you know, that was right about the total that uh, AOC ended up spending um, after everything was ta- was uh, tallied up. So, you know, for, for, a, for a statewide, yeah, exactly. So, but again, that's somebody who's not taking corporate money. You know, these are candidates who everyone's like, well, uh, you know, with the fucking um, Maddie, whatever the fuck his name uh, from, from Vox said, Maddie well, Maddie you know, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Joe Crowley ideologically really aren't that different. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Are you fucking bald fuck? He, you know, it's the same guy that said, who tweeted out uh, in 2016, where does Bernie Sanders get the idea he can win Michigan? 
Like, what the <laughs> fuck? How do you how do you start a fucking he, news he, magazine when you're he's so dumb on stupid? Purpose. He he is that's his whole fucking shtick is that he softly gaslights with every fucking tweet he makes and then he'll tweet something mildly progressive to kind of kind of get people thinking like oh he's an honest actor and then he'll just tweet some gaslighting fucking bullshit yeah. that's his whole he, shit he's, he's just a fucking sack of shit um yeah yeah it, it, it's just this is the thing when you have somebody who is not taking corporate money they might agree that we need to do something about climate change but i guarantee the person that takes fucking money from exxon uh, is not going to do shit about climate change. And the person who's not on the payroll is going to do something. So, yes, there is a huge fucking difference, Maddie. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it's, it's just beyond ridiculous to even make that claim. Um, I want to read something that Josh Fox tweeted out. He tweeted out a bit of a, a tweet thread, and I uh, so a, it really a, captures... A, a tweet storm? Was it a tweet storm? Uh, there's only like... Five tweets. I wouldn't call oh. it quite a storm. Like maybe a tropical storm, not quite a, tweet, yeah, like a tweet not, hurricane or anything. Not a not a super cyclone uh, that like no, it's not a in the Philippines cyclone. right now. Um. So, and it really gets to it. Really articulates what I'm trying to say about my frustration with New York State and and this misconception of New York State as this progressive bastion of ideas. Um. So Josh Fox tweeted out, uh, New York has become surprisingly conservative. A strange feeling to be so alienated. Tish James is one of the proponents of uh, gentrification in my neighborhood. Cuomo is purely a political cynic. Uh, Hochul, pro-fracking. Who the the hell are we? I miss punk rock, outrage, and compassion. Uh, Also, it's worth noting that the process stinks to high hell. Two out of uh, three of my friends who were registered could not vote this morning. Registration ended six months ago. The establishment has a lockdown on the process. Uh, but honestly, I really think the issue is that 20 years of Giuliani and Bloomberg and all the fears and capitalism that 9-11 drummed up fundamentally changes the city. It's not an artistic leader anymore. The innovative revolutionary clubs are all closed. Uh, the culture has become uh, yuppie-ish and vacuous. The inner city is now strictly the enclave of the white and the wealthy. Is this our city? Stress is everywhere. The subways don't work. Uh, and we haven't built a damn thing in transportation for the citizens in forever. Uh, I'm just as I'm just lost uh, as to what defines New York anymore, apart from Wall Street. Uh, who are we? What do we value? Who will tear down Trump Plaza? Who is as disappointed as I am? Whoa, not just terrorism. In ele- <laughs> <laughs> not just in the election, but in how damn impossible it is just to live and survive as an artist in New York City anymore. So he makes a great point. Uh, he makes a lot of great points, but. Um, you know, yeah. Well, it, it, this is something that I always run into when I'm. You see liberals arguing in favor of gentrification, is they'll try to say, "Well, no. What about just improving the neighborhood? That's that's why would you be opposed to that kind of gentrification?" And it's like they that that's again, it's gaslighting because gentrification, the the root word is gentry, right? So it's literally replacing the current class of citizens with the higher class of citizens. It doesn't mean that the current residents start doing better and have more wealth. It means you replace them with somebody else. So gentrification is only displacement. If you're just gener- making a better community for people already who live there, that's not that word. But they want to make you think it is. So then they can say, oh, you're opposed to us building this massive new luxury condo tower. Well, if, you, if you're if you opposed to that, then then you're, the price of housing is just going to go up from, from scarcity. And uh, that means that you're the one who... Uh, you know, $10 an hour earning barista who's actually supporting gentrification. Like, it's a total fucking mindfuck, and they know better. 
Yeah, as if like the fucking people that that you're kicking out of their uh, rent control departments to build these luxury condos are going to be able to afford it on the fucking seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. And they say it's like give me a fucking break. They say it's trickle down. Well, we have to build a luxury condo, and in thirty years it'll be affordable. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a speculative monopoly. It's a fucking. It's not. It's not supply and demand. If that was the case, no, it's fictional. We, these prices got, are fictional. Yeah, exactly. And they build these condo towers that most of the time they're sitting empty because they're owned purely as commodity because they know the value will only go up whether someone lives in it or not. Right. So this this myth, this liberal myth that building more luxury condos, increasing the supply of unaffordable housing will somehow drive down the price of housing overall and make housing more affordable. They're, they're just fucking liars. Yeah, no, of course. And, and, you know, and you see in places like L.A., they have just record levels of um, vacancy because they're building these fucking luxury places. And nobody can afford to live there. I, I, I heard a number at one point, and I don't know if it's accurate but, or, or if it's still true, but something like 40% of apartments in downtown Los Angeles are fucking empty. Yeah. Because it, it, it's just unfucking real. Well, and this was a big... Nobody can afford to live there. Yeah, this is a big part of what Salazar ran on and AOC ran on was taking on these billionaire developers who write the housing law and write the zoning law and basically can any project they want to build, they will get a subsidy to do it. Um, right now, this is fucking unbelievable. So Detroit, who just had to shut down all the drinking water in their schools um, because it turns out they got lead pipes too, uh, who Detroit, who just came out of bankruptcy um, and immediately spent half a billion dollars in subsidies, giving it to Little Caesars to build a fucking hockey arena. <laughs> Uh, now, Ford Motor Company says they're going to rehab or refurbish this old 23-story tall train station that everyone's beloved for you know the last 80 years. Uh, of course, they're not going to make it a train station. They're just going to turn it into corporate offices, right? But they get to put their logo out on the front of the building, right? Well, it turns out now they want the city to give them $240 million to do it, right? And it's just and, – and I've been going fucking nuts with people that say, well, that's just how it's done. That's just how city business is done. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? There, there's half the city's on fire every day, and the kids can't drink the fucking water because you gave a fucking tax break to a fucking billionaire. That's just how it's done. I don't know why you're getting so mad right now. That's just how things are done in the city. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just so fucking. It, it's so it, it boggles the mind that the mental gymnastics that like liberals will do to justify, you know. The, the candidate that they sub or the the you know the member of the party that they support you know like doing something fucking horrible and then people like in people say well you you left wing people and you liberals need to unify in order to fight trump fuck that the people those liberals that want to build billion dollar condos and are fine with children not having drinking water while we give a tax break to fucking little caesars they are not on my side i have no unity with those people they are fucking no, there are enemies a, a fascist adjacent assholes yeah, no, they, they they are they are our opposition because we we've never even we never even get to fight the you know the 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 Republicans like that's that almost never happens. The real fucking brutal opposition is the corporate fucking Democrats, and we, yeah. if we can't get past them, that's we're never going to get yeah, a chance to fight and, the comically inept conservatives. You you see it with AOC and like with Fox News, they have no fucking clue how to fight actual progressives and liberal and uh, leftists and socialists. They fucking fumble all over themselves 
you know, and talk about how how alluring their ideas are because they've never actually had to fucking fight people with real ideas. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I just I love how every right wing um, uh, clarion call or warning about the left sounds like our fucking utopia. Like we're, like, we're always like, <laughs> yeah, like we yeah, only great. wish we only wish that keep, was true. Keep telling your fucking viewers how awesome our policies are, please. Yeah. I really appreciate it. The uh, free advertising. Saw another Breitbart headline or some fucking. Uh, Ben Shapiro bullshit, and it was like uh, more college students on campus identify as queer as conservative, and it's just like, <laughs> like, and you're afraid of that. Like, what do you fucking care if you're so fucking you know rigidly heterosexual? Doesn't that just mean there's more people for you? Like, that's just less competition to uh, whatever. Fucking Charlie Kirk. You see the thing that Charlie Kirk tweeted out today where he was like adding up the numbers of ice arrests and like his math was basically like did only add up to like half the total number that he was citing. <laughs> just uh, and, and then also he's just, not a math surgeon. No, clearly not a math surgeon. And then he's like he he acted as though every ice arrest was a conviction, which is yeah. just laughable, you know. Well, police wouldn't arrest somebody if they weren't guilty, comrade. Well, I don't know why you would e- why you'd even suggest that they would just Uh-oh. arrest somebody arbitrarily or do something. I'm uh, sensing you know, a segue. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, well, you mentioned you know police just behaving like fucking terrorists and criminals. Uh, we obviously had the unfortunate uh, incident with uh, both. I don't even know how you say his name, Botham John or Botham Jean. Yeah, I think it's um, it's like uh, a Haitian name, so it's yeah. pronoun- pronounce it Frenchly. Um, who was uh, literally minding his business in his apartment, and he was murdered by a fucking police officer coming home from a shift. Uh, Amber Geiger, I believe was her name, or Amber Geiger. Yeah, if you're not on duty, you're not a cop. You're just somebody carrying a gun at that point. You're just a civilian with a gun, right? Yeah. And uh, her story has shifted and changed over and over and over. And then, of course, the, the icing on the cake was Fox News reporting that um, the police had issued a search warrant specifically to find um, contraband, including any kind of drugs, in his apartment. Um, they did in, not in the issue- victim's apartment. Yes, which, of course, you could say, well, that's the crime scene because that's where she chose to murder him. Um, they issued no search warrant for her apartment. Whatsoever. Yeah, the person the person who literally went to the wrong floor in her fucking apartment building opened this guy's door and fucking shot him. Uh, they didn't issue a warrant for her fucking apartment. So now what she claimed is that she thought she was on her floor and she went to her door and it was ajar. So she walked in and found what she thought was an intruder and shot him immediately without asking questions, even though she had a gun. So even even given her fucking total live story she acted completely inappropriately and could have you know held this person at gunpoint if it really was her apartment but you know it's i don't know if you've ever lived in a large apartment building where there's multiple units that look the same uh if Mm -hmm. you walked into one you would immediately know that wasn't your place you'd be like what the fuck why does everything look different like you would just know the wrong floor i mean fine so she had by the way she had a fucking dog you wouldn't notice that your dog's not jumping up at the door like (laughs) Uh, the, yeah, what the, dog the, in the history the of dogs has not mat? fucking ran to the yeah. yeah? So, and then there was a video of the doors. They don't. You can't just leave them open. It's like a hotel door where it automatically closes. They're right? heavy and they close. So, My apart. I lived in an apartment yeah. with doors like so that. So the only they don't way stay open. it could be open is if it, something was in the door holding it open, which you would notice. You would know that someone else was in the apartment if that was the case. And 
it, it, there's no cop that's going to walk into a, in a room by themselves if they think there's a, an intruder. They just don't do so, that. They would back up, yeah, call for backup, and then if they had to go in, they would go in. No one's going to – so I, I, I think she probably did make a mistake and was confused. But again, it's like if she walked into what, another white woman's apartment, would she have gunned her down? Well, so Sean King has been doing really good report uh, reporting on this, and he's been interviewing tenants of the building. And two tenants on that floor said that they heard her banging on his door, on Botham Jean's door, asking him to open his door. So they are convinced these people who live on that floor in this building were convinced that she was going to confront him and that she knew full well that it wasn't her apartment because i don't know about you i don't typically knock on my door before i uh, enter it and ask somebody to open up well so clearly she didn't think it was her empty apartment yeah i mean do we know was it exactly one floor below in the exact same spot right below his i believe that was what was reported so if Mm. that's true that means that he was her upstairs neighbor so maybe she was annoyed with him because he listened to music loud or walked heavy or whatever the fucking i don't know too many buildings where they have the exact same layout uh, exactly above because like you don't want to put a door right above another door from one floor to the next you usually stagger it back and forth if for no other reason that you don't want the sound of someone's Um. door slamming right above your door it's possible. I know yeah. I lived in an apartment where we had like the exact same layout, really? like floor to floor, because my grandma lived uh, the floor below us, and we lived like literally one. She was in two A, we were in three A, and like literally the exact the hallway was the exact same. But regardless, so I I don't know if that happened here or not. But if it did, maybe it was just like she can't couldn't stand this guy, and she went to confront him. And, you know, he's, well, maybe he said, fuck you, and she shot him. Like, who, like that could have been what, you know, what happened. Well, like, she's, who fucking knows? Yeah, she said it at least three different things so far, right? So it, at least two of those is a lie, if not all of them is a, are a lie. But then, of course, the, the crown jewel of racism, Fox News, uh, comes out with this thing saying that they did a search and they found marijuana is an apartment. And they ran that. They didn't run the headline with any of the other things that they confiscated, like uh, his splattered blood, shell casings. They just said, oh, nope, he had weed. Yeah, which is like, (laughs) great. Okay, he was still fucking murdered by a cop in his apartment for no reason. Like, did did, did you fucking check if he had, you know, alcohol in his fridge? Because, like, what... It, you know, weed's legal in some states. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, I don't care if he had fucking a meth lab in his apartment. That's so, not a reason for her to fucking shoot him without, no, Well, she you know. didn't even know. I mean, you know, unless... No, like, of I, I kind of joke, like, well, unless the, you know, the, the ridiculous argument would be that uh, uh, the the haze of, of Kona Gold in the hallway was so dense that it confused her into thinking she was on the right floor. No, but if, if people said, well, that's just Fox News being racist, Right. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but the police issued the search warrant to look for that for a reason, right? And the reason is, even if it has nothing to do with the case, if they can somehow get it in a report that's admissible in court, it casts doubt. Because then they can say, oh, was he high? Was he intoxicated on marijuana when she came in? Is that why he didn't obey her commands? Uh, did he have something to hide? And is that did he threaten her? And that's why she defended herself from him? You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the whole thing is you create enough doubt to get her off with with bullshit. It's like the that. OJ. It's the fucking OJ. It's the exact same. Exactly. You just create a little seed of doubt and you put the system on trial and, and you're, yeah, you know, it, it has to it can be completely ridiculous as long as it's admissible and the jury hears it, it will it'll get her off. 
You know, it, yeah. and, and they're no, already going to get off. I don't know if you read this, but originally they tried to get a warrant for uh, manslaughter and the judge wouldn't do it because the judge said what wow. you're tell- what you're describing to me is not manslaughter. This was second degree murder. She meant to kill him. You know, a cop doesn't yeah. shoot someone square in the chest point blank without intending to kill them. Right. And <laughs> so um, <laughs> and just the fact that, you know, I mean, they are trained that if they think they are actually being threatened, they're supposed to unload. And she only shot twice. So clearly there was, she knew something. Something is not right. She did not shoot someone thinking he was the intruder. There's no fucking way no, that's she's, true. She's a fucking liar. She's clearly fucking lying. And she clearly had intent to go kill him or had intent to go confront him and then killed him, whatever it was. She's fucking lying. Um, and, you know, she hired this PR firm who no doubt is putting out these fucking bullshit stories. About, she hired like, oh, it or the police union hired it? Well, who knows? Probably the police union. Like, who, who fucking knows? I mean, she did money. Th- but she certainly is being repped by a PR firm who is doing the typical fucking Fox News dog whistle of like, oh, well, sure, this person was completely unjustly and, un, uh, you know, murdered without any kind of due process and fucking, you know, killed by a cop in the street. But did you know that they once had a speeding ticket or did you know that they once yeah. uh, smoked the marijuana or like what? Give, give me a fucking break. This Just so because we can gross. only find pictures of him wearing a, a nice, clean business suit doesn't mean we can't still find a way to make him look like a thug. They, they, they were trying so hard to find like a fucking like a thuggy looking picture of him and they still couldn't do it. So they had to run a picture of him in a fucking nice suit and like with the headline that he they found weed in his apartment. They were probably so mad. Oh. They probably would love to have found like a, a like just any kind of like remotely menacing looking yeah. fucking picture of him. Yeah. So on my disgusting. on my team at work, there are out of about ten of us, there are three women who are black, and uh, we had some downtime. And I just said, "Hey, did you see that Fox News headline about about the guy in Dallas?" And they're just like, "Why would they do this? Why do they do this to us? Why do they fucking degrade us like this?" You know, and it's like they didn't have to say anything else. Just that was it. You know, and mm-hmm. it infuriates me. I can't imagine being a black person and having to have that fear and also just the the knowledge that there's entire news networks that want to condemn you that want you lynched and are willing to smear you like that when you were already the victim yeah i mean they yeah they better fucking sue somebody needs to sue the shit out of that fucking affiliate I mean, you can literally be fucking murdered in cold blood by a cop and they will smear you and your fucking character like that. That is unfucking fathomable that that's how the, that like the the level of just blatant fucking racism that we've gotten to in this country and blatant yeah. well, fucking protectionism if, if, of if, these corrupt motherfucking lunatics in the in these police departments. Like, I, I just can't fucking. If they hadn't found weed, point. they would have probably figured out how to, you know, connect him to BDS and say he was anti semite And by the way, who knows if they even did or if they even fucking planted it? We know that, that, that cops in Baltimore planted, brought toy guns with them in their squad cars to plant on fucking people oh, yeah. in case they happened to, to shoot them and they were unarmed. This. Like fucking is- not even planting real guns, just planting toy guns because that's enough. That's all they need is to of course, plant a toy fucking- gun. <laughs> it's just- yeah, it's just unreal. And or, or there was a video of the Baltimore cop who forgot to turn his fucking body cam off, and they found him tossing drugs in this lot so he could search the fucking premises because he thought his body cam was off. But oh, the body yeah. cam records for like two minutes before or, and after it's turned on and off. Or yeah, yeah. And then there was a guy that shot that man in the back as he was running away, and then he just calmly walks up to him and takes his taser and throws it down next to him, and he's being recorded and doesn't realize it. 
And it's like he just he could just say, oh, well, he went for my taser, so I shot him. It's like that's how he doesn't even look around. He just throws it down completely casual about it. And he got gladly because of that video <sighs> got fucking sentenced. The guy, I, I mean, I was I, first time I saw that video, I was terrified for the life of the person who was hiding behind a tree filming it because I oh, thought me too. I was, I was like, like, these cops are gonna, gonna fucking kill, kill that guy. guy. They're gonna kill him too. <sighs> yeah, fuck no, the police. It's, it's fucking unreal. Yeah. No, but you don't understand. It's not all cops. It's just a few bad eggs and they're training. And did you blah, blah. see that uh, that thing I shared? It was the I don't know where I found. It. I was just doing an image search, I think. But it was like the Superman logo, but it was like uh, the the black the and blue white flag with the one blue line. Like, imagine yeah, being that internally conflicted, where you have a superhero that until fucking got ruined, uh, used to not no, kill anyone and used to be about hope and dignity and trying to make us better. And then also like th- also being a cop at the same time and thinking that's what you do. Just fucking delusional. Well, you know, just, just think, cause you, you sent me that article about how, uh, DC is considering casting Michael B. Jordan as Superman. Just yeah. think of all the, <laughs> the awesome, uh, suicides that that's going to trigger oh, if that actually happens. The adult diaper market would, would definitely be doing well when that came out. Oh my out. God. I'd fuck it. If, if they did that. And then on top of that, they made him like the protector of like inner city black kids who are being menaced by like the police and all these other things where yeah. like just jump in yeah. front of like, you know like bullets and shit like that they will oh my god i fucking i would i would just bathe in their tears it would just be fucking beautiful oh, i would love that yeah well and then another someone else said well uh kill the guy who played killmonger should definitely be superman because he was the actual real superhero of of, <laughs> of that movie <laughs> that's great and i love michael b jordan i think i mean that dude if you ever see creed you could t- you you'll you know he can play a fucking inspir- inspirational superhero yeah. like that that movie's fucking great i mean if he hadn't poisoned that art uh the art gallery lady at the beginning and killed her i'd be like you know what he's he didn't do anything bad except for that they had to throw like that one thing in there that was like technically a, a no-no so yeah, but she was also, uh, you know, the art curator for the super imperialist bullshit. Oh, I know. I like know. Art ga- Still. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying you should kill her, but, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't technically show that she's dead, but usually poison that'll drop you to the ground that fast is lethal. Yeah. Um, but yeah. still, you know. Yeah, so um, everything sucks, except for the few things that don't. Uh, I think it's kind of the kind of the message of this. Come episode. here for the deep level commentary. Everything sucks yeah. except what doesn't. Um, yeah. So, so what else do we have this week? Not really much. I, you know, that's pretty much all I wanted to touch on. Oh, the, the hurricane obviously is happening. So hopefully, any of our listeners in that region uh, yeah. are being safe because uh, president doesn't give a fuck about you and it's not going to help you if you get fucking stranded or no. If you anything if like you that. die, he'll he'll pretend you didn't exist. That, that's yeah, just how no, fucking insane it is. And, you know, I, I was saying to people all week, like, I, I really try to stay away from the Trump minutia and the Trump outrage machine of like, oh, can you believe he said this? It, it, this was so disgusting. Even I had to fucking say, like, for him to just act like 3,000 people didn't fucking die because of gross negligence and, and bad preparation on his part and on FEMA's part is 
I mean, he doesn't. So he just doesn't disgusting. know. He doesn't know that you can tell the difference between a death of natural causes and a, and a death that was, you know, may have happened weeks after a hurricane because of whatever, you know, s- services not being restored. Like when you when you file a death certificate there, and there's a coroner's report, like cause of death is a, can be a very long, detailed thing, right? So it's like, oh, well, this person's uh, had no access to water for two weeks and they died of dehydration because of the hurricane. That's a hurricane related fatality that goes in the death count of, of 3,000 people and it's, he's too fucking stupid to understand or too he doesn't doesn't care obviously you know like they it's not like they just said well everyone who died in the whole island of Puerto Rico for the nine months after is part of that no that's not you don't <laughs> you investigate every human death to find the cause of death yeah yeah, no, I mean, the 3,000 people fucking died because of the, of the gross negligence and the fucking capitalist bullshit that ravaged the, the power grid in that country. He was right about one thing to say that their power grid was a fucking nightmare because Puerto Rico is controlled by a bunch of fucking vulture capitalist, capitalist real estate motherfuckers that we've allowed to totally rape that fucking natural land, which was one of the most beautiful places in the fucking world to visit if you've ever been there. But it's like it still is. <laughs> it still is no I, I, yeah it's just natural beauty like the, the 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 place but it's just the shit we've let our fucking bankers do to that economy is just oh criminal. yeah it's absolutely well criminal. and you think it's it's bad there uh there's nowhere worse than haiti and oh yeah you know God. haiti has been you know severely punished over and over and over for hundreds of years because of what they did to liberate themselves like the the, the only real nationwide slave uprising and was successful and it's like the the western colonial powers have never forgiven them for that yeah no yeah hillary clinton will take care of that for you if you decide that you're gonna get all uppity and think you should have freedom you know yeah i mean look what we're fucking doing in venezuela like you know the republic venezuela they love to fucking mention venezuela when they don't mention is that venezuela would be thriving right now in a lot of aspects if not for our constant interference and attempts at regime change and attempts to cripple them monetarily you know infrastructure wise military like it's just where's your proof where's your source liberal (laughs) they always call me a liberal i was like do you see the hammer and sickle in my in my name there on twitter do you see that do you know any liberals that do that? Oh, you liberals and commies are all the same. It's like, no, yeah, no. It's no, just fucking not. disgusting. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oy right, vey. Well. <laughs> like um, I said, everything sucks except for the few things that Yeah, don't. a few days ago we reviewed a, a, a future dystopia film, and then every day since then we've become more like that future dystopia or a future dystopia. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I mean, so if we impeach Trump, what changes? Not much. Pence. Nothing. Fucking nothing. Pence. We got Pence, you know. Everyone goes back to sleep, and then they continue to do horrible shit. Like, oh, that's what happens. Yeah. The, the, the if fake we elect out- fucking any of the Democrats, like, what what's what's going to change? Fucking Michael Bloomberg thinks he's going to run for president, oh which my is hilarious. God. Did you watch that clip I told you to watch? Yeah, I was watching that right before we came on oh, the air. Yeah, so there was a, like a, a corporate climate conference in California uh, sponsored by Mike Bloomberg and a bunch of other fucking capitalists, right? And he got interrupted while he was trying to give Nancy a Pelosi bullshit speech. Yeah, and p- because they're just like your your bullshit money making, greenwashing uh, schemes of cap and trade are not going to do anything. We well, need to yep. abolish this shit. 
And so they heckled him and interrupted one of his bullshit speeches. And he goes, only in America would you have uh, an environmentalist protesting an environmental conference. You know, they remind me of Trump supporters who want to build a wall between here and a place we want to go to vacation at. I mean, could you sound like more and of a fucking way, scumbag? The, the, he, the, the most jabroni move of all time, he repeated that joke a second time, like like verbatim. Like, he, he's so fucking, you know, waka, waka, waka. He's so fucking unfunny that he had to repeat that dumb joke uh, a second time. Why would you just, want to build a wall between here and the poor people place that we like to put our hotels and casinos in? <laughs> Doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> By the way, everyone on that fucking climate conference, quote unquote, supports fucking fracking. Which we've talked ad nauseum about, and if you, and, and if anyone knows anything about fracking, knows it's in some ways an even dirtier energy than fossil fuels because it's it's no, it is a fossil fuel. It's, it's just the extraction. Is, no, uh, is but the then worst part. then yeah. uh, crude oil, I should say. Yeah, but yeah, well, no, because they sell it as like this, this new form of energy. It's bullshit you know, all the all time. Bullshit. When I was back on the West Coast, it was this shit all the time. Where you'd have, um, you know. Democrats that would say, well, I'm opposed to this coal terminal, but we definitely need this LNG terminal down the street. You know, like it just and then they didn't they didn't understand why they kept getting protested. They're like, but we're on we're, we're on the same team. I'm on your side. It's Stop like, it, guys. You why just are you, voted why are you being so to, difficult. Yeah. It's like the, these fucking Democrats would vote to transfer uh, federal forest land to state control where they could clear cut it and not have to replant the trees. And they would go, well, why am I being protested for this? I don't understand. I realize I just sound like Louis C.K. there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like it never dawns on them. Like, you're not, your you're hands not right actually now, fucking Conrad. helping. Where are my hands? Uh, yeah. <laughs> locking the door. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yeah, they would so, never understand why they're getting protested by people who are, who are actually like going out into the, the forest and doing tree stand sits to actually block the bulldozers. It's like, why don't those people respect me, you know? Yeah, th these people are comically out of touch and have no idea. So Mike Bloomberg is a uh, at times registered Republican, but I think when he was the mayor, he was a registered independent uh, billionaire who instituted stop and frisk, the insanely racist policy uh, that the NYPD that, that used Giuliani to target. started that, actually. No, Giuliani, it's, uh, Bloomberg actually was one who instituted it. Giuliani mm, did a lot okay. of other horrible shit to crack down on quote-unquote crime that locked up a lot of innocent black people, but, mm. um, you know, <laughs> that's why in uh, Sh Have you ever seen the remake of Shaft? I don't remember. The Sa Samuel L. Jackson. At one point, he uh, he get, he pulls out a shotgun, and he goes, it's Giuliani time, because he's about to, like, take out these fucking... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Nice. But so, you know, Giuliani was a piece of shit. But no, Bloomberg Institute stop and frisk, which was this super fucking racist uh, policy, which allowed the NYPD to target black and brown people who they thought may be carrying a weapon on them for no reason whatsoever. It's oh, terrible. I'm sure they never targeted black and brown people before that. That's just awful. I know. Right. Um, but, but he made it like totally like company policy to do so. And. I mean, this fucking dude thinks he's going to run for the Democratic nomination. He's a fucking oh, he out of will. touch. He'll do it. Uh, he'll run, but he's not going to win. I mean, no. he's not going to win a fucking primary. You, you kidding me? It's, it's Joe Biden, you know, but even greasier. Um, and yeah, who was the other? Who was the boxer today that announced he was going to run for president? As it, uh... <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya. Oh my god. <laughs> I it's mean, got a, it's got the same trappings of The Rock announcing he's going to run without the charisma or the popularity or the it's smile. Like, dude, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I read the little press release and he did not cite a single policy position. I think when I heard Cynthia Nixon was going to run, I was like, what? And then I he heard even say what he's going to run in. No, he was just like, well, I realized that if Arnold Schwarzenegger can be governor, then I can run for president and millions of people will vote for me. 
And that was his reason for wanting to do it. And it's like, what do you want to run? What, why? That's not a thing that you're just. You're, this is, <laughs> yeah, no, this is a phenomenon that I've noticed lately. And it's and it's fucking hilarious. And it's driving me crazy at the same time. All these people announcing they're going to run Bloomberg, uh, De La Hoya, Michael Avignani, The Rock. They don't announce what party they're in because the two parties are so fucking similar that they know it doesn't fucking matter who they run with. That's uh, how fucking disgusting. I'm, I'm announcing today uh, that I have uh, purchased Oprah2020.org. And Oprah, if that's anyone one. wants it from me, they're going to have to pay me millions of dollars. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just so fucking pathetic that the state of the Democratic Party is such that people like Rick Wilson, fucking Republican author and strategist, is, 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 is fucking chiding uh, the fact that Bernie Sanders basically said he's going to run again. They're like, oh, this is a great way for four more years of Trump. Okay, thank you, fucking lifetime Republican. Maybe you should sit the fuck down and let us actually figure out they who we want to run yeah. against Donald Trump. And the they wouldn't say that unless they actually knew he was the biggest threat there there possible. So they just oh, of course know, he is. I'm trying to get Oprah2020.org to load. It's not going right now. I want to see if someone else actually. Owns I, I guarantee it. you, somebody's perched perched on that. There's no way nobody fucking owns that domain. Well, it's not loading though. That's weird. I wonder if they're. They might have just bought it and not put anything on it, though. No, I mean, like, the page won't even load. It shows it's, like, halfway loaded. So maybe my internet's out. I don't know. Let me test well, it on another you're probably page. being throttled because net neutrality doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> hey, this commie's trying to buy Oprah2020.org. We got to fucking <laughs> throttle this um, guy. Which, by the way, they've actually already found uh, instances of Comcast throttling YouTube and uh, Netflix and, and I think Facebook or some other. There was an article about how they're already fucking doing it. So, you know. Right. Well, they, I mean, understandably, like those, a lot of those sites draw a lot of bandwidth, but. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we've covered everything I wanted to cover. I yelled a lot. And yeah, I got mad at one point. I got really, I got mad about the the liberals supporting the condo tower thing. That's really, you know. But the, the, you know, the one thing I, I to, just to wrap all this up, the one thing that this really proved to me is is that we know who the fucking enemy is. The the the, the fucking bullshit, you know, astroturf, pink pussy hat wearing, fucking fake resistors. That's our fucking enemy, and they are so deliberately and desperately trying to cling to fucking power with every last fucking inch of their bony fucking ancient you know uh money grub grubbing fingers that we need to fucking crush them we are not to we we do not need to fucking work with these people we do not need to try to pressure them to do the right thing because they are incapable of doing the right thing because that's not who they are and that's not why they're in office i wonder if they do the right thing they won't be in office anymore because they want to fucking money anymore to do the the bad things i want to read you a brief little tweet here to you just to to show how deep my hatred Mm. for these people goes um because they're smart enough to know better and they pretend they don't and they're just like, well, no one's ever explained it to me before. And uh, so City Lab is a online magazine for uh, liberal urbanists, uh, read capitalists. Um, and they put out just all this pro-developer nonsense, just complete bullshit. Uh, and their, their term for someone who doesn't want a giant condo built in their neighborhood is uh, NIMBY, which stands for not in my backyard, right? And now it used to be, you know, it was like people really didn't want to have things like, um, you know, a uh, uh, fossil fuel terminal in their backyard. But now it's kind of like, well, I don't want this huge ritzy development because my property value is going to go up because it's speculative. And if this thing's expensive, then my property value goes up too. And unless I'm selling it, 
I don't benefit from that increase in the property value. I just pay higher property taxes. And if you're a landlord, then you probably pass that on to your renters. So either way. Um, and the article basically says, it's just the title is, NIMBYs sure hate developers, but why? <laughs> and then the Gee, person it's a who, fucking mystery. Yeah. And then so then the author, the part of their tweet, that's like their byline here. Uh, Do NIMBYs oppose new housing because they hate developers? Blocking the product to punish the producer has a viable short-term consequence that might look progressive, but a less visible long-term consequence that lands on vulnerable people everywhere. <laughs> they're, the, they're the just ones. They're the ones trying to protect vulnerable communities, it's comrade, you by poor raising everyone's people rent. people that don't want to pay more rent that are hurting yourselves. Mwah. I mean, they just, I mean, th these are people that all have, have master's degrees in marketing and urban planning and have decided that rather than use their talents for good, they're going to get hired by architectural PR firms and they're going to spin this bullshit because they know there's nothing more powerful than a bunch of renters who all get together that are fucking sick and tired of getting kicked out of their neighborhood. They are terrified of that. So they write this kind of stuff to pretend like they're on our side and we're just a, our own but worst enemy. Yeah. Um yeah, it's fucking gross. So uh I think that about does it for us this week. Yeah. We've 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 yelled, I think, our our <laughs> we, we we've exhausted our, our anger reserves, I think. Yeah. I could the, I could do another night. shot and take it up a notch, so I probably should end before <laughs> to get that point because it's the bottle isn't too far away right oh, now. Oh shit. Yeah. But um yeah, uh, check us out next week. Uh, you know, in the next, in the coming weeks, we're gonna have a lot of uh, Halloween-themed uh, episodes of the movie show. Um, Halloween or horror theme, or just generally kind of spooky-themed. You could you could say <laughs> that the political show is full of horrors as well. Uh, not sex yeah, well, that's, workers, that's but like certainly you know, true. horrific tragedy, uh, that kind of horrors. That's the horrors. Yeah, emphasize your words, goddammit. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll be doing that. So keep your eye out for those. Um, and we got the big primary coming up in November. Yeah. So I, uh, me and Comrade were talking. We're going to probably do an episode uh, the day after those primaries on that Wednesday to just kind of, because I, I think that, that'll be too much to talk about. What do you think about doing episode. one that we'll night? Would you be able to do one that night after everything? Or is it going to go super yeah, I might, late? but I do, I do kind of, you know, they, they, it, Sometimes they run for five, six hours after yeah, the polls national. close, and it's yeah. like it's it's kind of tough well, to. When is the primary that serious? Better is digest in. them a little bit. That's November. That the, the one. Um, so she passed the primary. She, oh, she did already. That's right. That's right. Be, because the the weird ass. I mean, I, I like it, but the 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 whole like uh, you know I, the jungle primary in Washington. So she's running against the incumbent Democrat. So it's two Democrats in that race. That's right. Yep. So her the, her general along with everyone else's is November sixth, uh, I believe, which is a Tuesday, of course, and that's going to be the day that Ted Cruz is up. That's going to be the day that Sarah Smith's running. AOC's running that day. Every everyone who won a primary is <laughs> against, running that day. Running against a ghost who's not actually fundraising. <laughs> <laughs> running against somebody who may or may not be a real person. Seen, I, I, I we, we, one, we should probably send a reporter yeah, to check. I saw a picture of me actually looks like a ghost. Like he looks like an like the old man from The Simpsons, but with. Uh, probably only weighs about 90 pounds and is missing a quart of blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that I'm sure that'll be a nail-biter. 
in AOC's district. But yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll do it. We'll do a show the day after when we have time to kind of review all the results and digest uh, what's happening. I mean that that's a big fucking race that could change up the uh, makeup of Congress. Oh, I mean, if we yeah, get, you know, I mean, just in in your so Ilman or Ilhan Omar, who is guaranteed victory, uh, same as AOC, has already been posting a lot of pictures of her meeting with other members of the Progressive Caucus. People like Barbara Lee, you know, and just to, like mm-hmm. she's so young and slight, you know, just little, uh, does not look mm-hmm. like a, a politician whatsoever. And like, I'm so excited to see them on the House floor speaking as Congresswomen. Oh, I, can't, I just I yeah, can't no, I can't fucking wait for that. I love to see these people's candidates, but actually see them in that room fucking saying real shit is going to be magical. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, uh, by the way, I really hope that they start a new caucus because the progressive caucus is full of people who are not progressive. Like Sean Patrick Maloney's in the progressive caucus. Ted Lou's in the fucking progressive caucus. You know, they, they need to start. I I know they would never start a socialist caucus, but start like an, even a justice Democrat caucus where you can, where you can have the other actual progressives like Barbara Lee and people like that kind of. Doesn't Sean Patrick Maloney sound like a name from like a dirty limerick? Like it just too easily rhymes with vul- yeah. vulgar. No, it's, it's true. It's true. Um, or you know, I I, I believe uh, Pramila Jayapal, who's a justice Democrat and has been a lifetime progressive in in the House, started a Medicare for All caucus, which is at the actual progressive caucus, like the people that are mm-hmm. vociferously supporting Medicare for All, and you can't join the caucus mm-hmm. if if you're just saying things like, "Oh, well, I support affordable health care." Yeah, you got a public option. You like, got to get a, a hashtag M4A tattoo before you can actually join. <laughs> Not even a tattoo. You got to get a brand like that fucking yeah, that sex gotta, cult. Like you know, yeah, like you got to get, get brand branded, and like, then you have to fight for healthcare before it gets infected. So you have to literally like fight. You have to you have to fight with a centrist Democrat in like a cage, and then like whoever wins, if you win, you get you get to join the caucus. There you go. That'd be my rule. But uh, I don't know. I like the idea of getting like a, a scalding burn of a you know your your uh, you know affiliation for healthcare, and then it's like literally you don't get to get it treated until you get the bill passed for Medicare for all. <laughs> That'll get you fucking fired up for yeah, sure. Fired up literally. <laughs> all right, you got a, right. you got a Twitter handle you can announce. I do. Well, uh, so yeah, we're um, well. You, we're on SoundCloud. You're probably listening on SoundCloud, but if not, SoundCloud.com/slash/MoveLeft. Uh, we're on iTunes. If you have the Apple Podcasts app, you can go find us there. Rate, review, subscribe, all that fun shit. Um, Facebook. We're on Facebook.com/slash/MoveLeftIdiots. There's funny memes uh, there too. It's not just the podcast. So yeah, no, it's a good Facebook group to just kind of you know follow along for random funny shit. Yeah, we're funny. Um, sure um, uh and you're on twitter uh, at uh oh well no but also if you want to uh support the show you can pick up some merch we have some t-shirts and tote bags and coffee mugs and other assorted shit at uh teespring.com slash move left three seashells uh, yeah three, yeah make sure uh you're practicing your three seashells techniques uh we talked about that on demolition man uh which you can check out in our archives we just did that on wednesday uh, where we talk about Demolition Man, but actually we talk about like 15 other much better movies. Uh, but it's interesting, you know, <laughs> was, if you like that movie or if you like other movies. Maybe one of my favorite movie casts we've done was was that one the other day, um, which was surprising because I wasn't looking forward to watching the movie that much, or I wasn't looking forward to reviewing it, but it turned out pretty mm-hmm. interesting, actually. 
Yeah, no, no, it ended up being a funny conversation. So check that out. And you can check out all our archives of the movie shows. Uh, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, so am I. That's my handle as well. I don't know how no, that it's, happened. It's weird. That's a little awkward. It's, it's like Mastodon. We're on yeah. different servers. Yeah. So, uh, so we showed up to the party wearing the same outfit. It's kind of yeah, one of us has to go change. <laughs> this, is, this is embarrassing. One of us. I mean, you know. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna go right now. Go change my handle to uh, Chaos Riot 1999. Go cat. Go, you could change go your. Check. You could change it. your. Okay. <laughs> I can. You could change your handle to Candice uh, PDX or whatever because. Uh, that motherfucker's still banned and chain coming oh, back. Oh, I thought if you get banned, then that handle is permanently, like, goes to the grave oh, that's, with that's, you, though. that possibly is true. You could try, like, a sound-alike spelling or something, yeah. although that'll probably get banned. I'll just use her avatar with a corncob <laughs> eyebrows and the Hillary Clinton <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah. Shudders. Right. It's been fun. All right. and Yeah, it's been fun. We will catch you next week, and uh, check us out.